1: We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin lands. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and today is Interview Thursday. I don't know why I'm singing, but this is becoming a problem. All right, I'm going to shut up now. Anyway, today we have a very special guest on the show It is this incredible woman that is so badass that I completely and utterly adore, and I think I need to have her on the podcast again because we could not stop talking, all right? We have some more to discuss, so I need her on the podcast again. That's a demand. That's a demand, Miss Hannah Dearest. (laughs) So yes, today's guest was Hannah Devaney. She is a disability advocate and film fanatic. And she has created this incredible petition calling for Disney to have a disabled Disney princess. Already there has been over 33,000 signatures. And apparently Hannah is even in talks with Disney about some certain things. More on that later on. But yes, during our chat today, we spoke about our thoughts on disabled people being authentically represented in film and TV. And Hannah also... Told me some very bullshit things people have said to her because she has cerebral palsy. One being, apparently, she has to be a Paralympian because she has cerebral palsy. (laughs) During this chat, you're going to hear me gobsmacked by some of the atrocious things so many people have said to Hannah. But, irregardless, the rest of this chat is very positive. It is just. I'm so, so glad to have Hannah on. I have been following her for a little bit now and I'm just so excited to see where she's gonna go this oh I'm just so so excited for you all to listen to this chat anyway I'm gonna stop talking now and I'm going to send you off all to my interview with Hannah Diviny. Hannah thank you so much for coming on to the nasty woman club podcast I'm so so glad to finally speak to you finally meet you
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to get the opportunity to speak to your community as well, because I love who you are and what you do.
1: Thank you. Well, one of the main reasons why I adore you is the fact that you've put together this petition that is honestly very, very long overdue. That's for sure. Like, yeah. I can't believe like there hasn't been conversations about this earlier, to be honest. Um. So did you want to tell the audience exactly what this petition is about and why this issue about Disney and disabled princesses as important to you?
0: Yeah sure so basically the petition is asking Disney Studios to create a disabled Disney princess and some people might ask me why specifically a disabled princess and I want to say that that was very much a strategic choice because the princesses are among the most well-known of Disney characters. They're the ones who appear on bedspreads and lunchboxes and get the toys and do all the extra things other than being in the movie. So for me, it was really important that the disabled community and disabled children especially get a chance to see themselves. Um, Because for me growing up, I definitely didn't have that experience. It probably took until I was about 10 for me to see my first kind of disabled character. And then that was played by an able-bodied actor. So that kind of lessened the kind of shine around it, if you like. Mm,
1: Yeah. I have to ask as well, you've mentioned this um, in a previous interview that you did with Today Extra. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. That was very exciting. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so good to see you on TV. I have to ask, why is it important for the disability community to see disabled actors play disabled roles instead of able-bodied actors?
0: Well, I think it just comes down to they know what our lives are like. Mm-hmm. They, it, it, it's not something that they can perform or that they can kind of cast aside when a director yells cut. Um, I often explain to people that a certain kind of method to getting an Oscar among the film community is to play someone who's disabled because that requires the most... of physical transformation for an actor so that really impresses critics and then they get the awards and that's that's fine like there are some great acting performances out there but it would be so much better if those Oscars were for disabled actors playing new roles Mm -hmm. because I mean it's the same as I guess things like blackface or performative kind of allyship for the LGBT community it's not it it's not okay and there's there are clear issues with it so I guess the able-bodied community just has to kind of catch up and draw the same sort of comparison
1: mm, oh yeah so, I could I could definitely rant to you about that yes I definitely know what you mean because yeah like it seems to be that yeah if actors play I a role that is a minority character, then, yeah, then it's instantly like Oscar bars. Like, for example, um, Jared Leto with da- Dallas Buyers Club. And mm-hmm. also, um, oh, what's the actor's name um, for Theory of Everything? Um, he played Stephen um, Hawking. A-
0: Eddie Redmay.
1: Mm, Eddie Redmay, yeah. He got an Oscar because of his portrayal.
0: In that instance, I kind of get it because you couldn't really have someone with... Um,
1: um, yeah because it because it was before motor neuro
0: disease play the role especially because that's a degenerative condition so i I kind of get that because he he was able-bodied to begin with and then it was just through kind of pure deterioration Mm. that he ended up being disabled but i think in situations where either a person is born disabled or develops a condition that can be shown on screen and where it's not like super complex or painful for them to participate in the filmmaking process. I think they should be given the opportunity.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And there would be many, many actors and actresses that, that are in the, in the, in the disabled community, that would just shine in so many of these roles. So it is really sad when, actors and actresses that are able-bodied, they do take upon these roles when they already have so many others available to them. And it, it is very sad yeah. when that happens. So I want to go back to the tr- the petition, sorry, I had to go on a tangent with that, but I want oh, to go back right. to- the- I
0: completely understand. <laughs> it's definitely a tangent that I go on regularly.
1: Oh yes, anything to do with pop culture and ranting about pop culture and like issues with that, I'm just, I can go on for yeah. hours, that's for sure. So. With your petition, it has got a lot of traction, and yes. I saw that it was seen by Mark Hamill and Jamila Jamil. Yeah. What was your reaction when that happened?
0: Okay, so Mark Hamill, um, I almost dropped my phone because <laughs> so there's a disability activist by the name of Melissa Blake. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, she shared it and. She has all sorts of people people following her. And I was like, oh, cool. They might see it. And then I just got a notification that, like, Mark Hamill liked your tweet. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> and then I'm, like, double-checking to see if it's, like, the right Mark Hamill being like, oh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's the blue tick. Um, that's Luke Skywalker. Holy crap. <laughs> and then there was a lot of yelling and excitedness just in my whole family because we're all big Star Wars fans and then for Jamila Jamil I mean I cried man her work is just so important and she's Mm -hmm. doing such amazing stuff for women everywhere I rang one of my best friends and was like she did it I I couldn't even speak I was like she did this and I'm just crying (laughs) everywhere
1: oh yep so you you've you've officially won this year. Like yeah, Jamila Jamil and Mark Hamill know that you exist. Like that's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it
0: it blows my mind. Especially when I then like have to put this stuff aside and go and do normal things or like still be a uni student because I'm still I'm actually in my final year of uni at the moment. Or oh, wow, congrats. Doing stuff that's like medical for like keeping up with my disability and all that that entails it's like Mm. this is so weird my life is so strange
1: (laughs) do you ever catch yourself name dropping just being like oh oh yeah oh yeah mark hamill knows me you know he knows my name yeah sometimes
0: sometimes (laughs) i well i think i find that quite awkward because then people go what and then you have to like explain but there have been a few times where i'm like oh yeah i should probably clarify like who I mean, especially there's a lot of people on Instagram that follow me that I love. Mm. Um, and I obviously refer to them by first name. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's like when I say Zoe, I mean Zoe Foster Blake, or I mean like <laughs> R- Rosie Waterland, or yeah. whoever it might be. So it's like, oh, yeah, I probably need that context. <laughs>
1: oh that's so good oh wouldn't that be nice I would love to get to a day where I could just be like oh yeah Zoe you know yeah oh Hamish yeah I was speaking to Hamish the other day (laughs) that was
0: that was a day where I almost dropped my phone again because I was like holy crap it's Zoe and then I was like oh my god I grew up with Hamish and Andy like I used to listen to them religiously just because they would tend to be on in the car driving back and forth from school or driving mm-hmm. to appointments or specialists like they would be kind of our entertainment of choice so that was a very surreal moment also
1: yes oh and also you cannot forget Hamish and Andy when they started off on Rove were you one of the Rove oh people? I know I, so good I loved Rove on, with them on Rove that was just iconic yes <laughs> But yes, it's just so amazing how it's gotten so many traction, how so much traction. Like it's already have it to get over 33,000 signatures. That's That number
0: blows my mind. Like that's almost a full SCG demi That's crazy. Yes.
1: It's just mad that that many people because because you got to think as well. Like we all have busy lives. We all got a million things going on our heads. So to have over 33,000 people Actively put in the time to read what this petition is about and to actually put their name to it. Like that's just yeah. incredible. And it's
0: mind-blowing.
1: Yeah. And I also heard as well that you've also been in contact with Disney Australia about this petition.
0: I have. They are they are aware of me and we are working with them on some things. I can't really talk about those things yet. Ooh. Um, confidentiality, which sounds like such a wankerish thing to say, but um, it's just how it is, I guess. So at the moment I can't talk about it, but I promise that when I can, I will tell you all about it.
1: Yes. I better be the first to know. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. You will be. I want all the goss. Oh yes. But yes, that's so exciting. Like, you know, oh oh, yeah, Mark Hamill and Jamila Jamil know I exist. Zoe Foster Plague knows. And now I'm just in the talks of Disney Australia. Like, god yeah. you're awesome
0: <laughs> that's what I mean when I say my life is weird and I still have to go and do normal <laughs> stuff and I'm like
1: what the hell then you just go off then to uni just old me. <laughs> yeah, it's the- happened. <laughs> gotta love the internet hey gotta love what it can do yeah it's- that's for sure yes it can
0: definitely be a magic place that's that's for sure
1: yeah absolutely so, I want to get back to now ranting about some pop culture things because, sure. like myself, you are a pop culture fanatic, and there are some things I, am. I know that we both love to rant about with it. So, I have to ask your thoughts. There's been a few movies, controversial oh, movies, that have really missed the mark with the portrayal of disabled people so of course I feel like I know exactly which one you're gonna ask me about and I'm just waiting for you to tell me and I'll see if I'm right okay all right okay I'm gonna count down from three and see if we will say the same movie okay three just let me also if we don't (laughs) three two one music music
0: yes (laughs) yes
1: I figured it might be
0: Sia's film that you wanted to talk about. Yes, my Mm. love.
1: What are your thoughts, feelings, emotions on this film? (laughs) This very controversial film. Obviously,
0: my opinion doesn't measure up to that of a person who has lived experience with autism. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted an, an opinion from someone directly impacted by the negative portrayal, I would obviously go to them. Mm -hmm. But I have to say that for kind of everyone in the disabled community that I know of, just have such a bad taste, especially because there are so many activists and individuals who have been in open communication with the SIA from quite a while ago, explaining quite politely why this is a bad idea and mm-hmm. this is not good and, like, don't support Autism Speaks and all that kind of stuff. Oh,
1: I could go on, on for hours kind of, about Autism Speaks. Whoa. She's <laughs> just
0: managed to, like, I don't know. It, it, either she's doesn't see it, which means she's in a bubble and whoever is, like, looking after her public image is, is doing her a complete disservice mm. or she's seen it I'm just going, oh, I'm an ostrich and buried a head in the sand.
1: <laughs> I've never heard of that reference. I love that. <laughs> that is yeah, great. That's,
0: that's where that comes from because ostriches do that. They they bury their head in the sand.
1: That's where it comes from. Sorry, uh-huh. I just had like a glass shattering moment right now in my head right now. That's, that's okay. Also, huh?
0: That's okay. <laughs> and it especially doesn't make sense because like Sia has conditions of her own
1: Mm.
0: I believe so personally um making a film about another condition that you don't know about and not involving people who have that condition just seems like the biggest kind of cognitive dissonance that you could possibly employ Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like I just think there are so many good people who that role could have gone to or who yeah. could have advised her on the movie. And sure, if, if she wanted to tell that story, that's okay. That's, that story needs a platform, but involve the people whose story it is.
1: Mm, exactly. Like,
0: nothing about us without us is kind of the mantra that we all have.
1: It's a great mantra. I haven't heard, that. Yeah. I heard about us with that. I like that. I like that. Yes. Because it, otherwise it just ends up into stereotyping and already in the film industry with previous films, there's such a terrible mm-hmm. stigma and stereotyping with the disabled community. And I think yeah. as well, it's literally called autism spectrum. It's a spectrum. Like if you put, if you grab two people that are both on the autism spectrum they're both gonna have very different characteristics obviously yes yeah so it's just crazy that you think like oh because i think it was like a family friend and they had a son that had autism and it's just like all right whatever but just because he has autism doesn't mean he then portrays what all of autism is and that he, like yeah that you can just pick at the his traits and his personalities like of what
0: yeah it's just that's definitely one of my bugbears is the whole Mm. disability is kind of one size fits all
1: Mm, exactly which is totally
0: not the case like even with my condition cerebral palsy Mm. they literally struggle to kind of map things out and do certain elements of research there are A wonderful team of researchers here in Australia and around the world that work their butts off but they struggle because every single case of cerebral palsy is different
1: Mm, yeah
0: so it's hard to establish like what's kind of normal I suppose for CP and also means that there's a lot of guesswork involved because there's not like a textbook example that you can Compare it to, if that makes sense.
1: Mm, yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, and something I I've heard I've heard you talk about this, and this is I okay. I know I know I have privilege here, being shocked with the fact that this question is even getting asked to you so often. But mm-hmm. then that, again, that's my privilege. I I saw that you wrote an article, and what was it? I have to make sure you get it right. If I had a dollar for every time someone asked me what would be my Paralympic sport, I would be a rich woman. Yep. Again, this is my privilege, but do people really ask you, what is your Paralympic sport? I do.
0: What? They do. What? They do. Especially when I was growing up, it was basically, oh, what's your Paralympic sport going to be? Now, <laughs> important disclaimer everybody who is a Paralympian does an amazing job. Mm. And if that's what you want to do with your life, then go for it. Like, I totally get that and I totally support it. Like, the work that Dylan Alcott and so many others do, like him and Kurt Fernley in particular. Are two I here. love That's those mine. two
1: so much. Uh, mm.
0: They're both brilliant humans and they do brilliant work mm. in the community and their achievements as Paralympians are outstanding. Yeah. But again, you don't ask every able-bodied kid what their Olympic sport is going to be because number one, not every kid is going to make it to the Olympics. Number two, and perhaps even more importantly, not every kid wants to go. (laughs)
1: It's just the most craziest thing.
0: I, I go, why do you think that that's the only path for success for us? Why is it, oh, you're a Paralympian or you're a, like, we don't see you? Like, I wonder if that's an Australian thing, specifically because sport is so much a part of our culture and so many of our, like, social rituals and the ways in which we look at the world are built around sport like we definitely put sport above a lot of other things Mm. so I don't know if that's like a just an us thing or if it's a kind of global thing but I definitely think that the scope for looking at what the achievements of disabled people could be needs to be widened because it's super narrow right now Mm.
1: absolutely and the thing is as well it's not like being a Paralympian is easy thing. Like you can just like, Oh, I want to be a Paralympian tennis player. Like I want to be the next Dylan Olcott. It's just like, do you think he just waltz on in and he's just like amazing straight away? No, he worked his ass off. Like, like any other, like any other athlete, any other Olympian, it takes years and years of training.
0: And I definitely think like what you're saying, that question kind of trivializes the hard work and the effort and sacrifice that you do have to put in. If you commit to that life, you commit to it 110%. And for me personally, even if I trained every single day for the rest of my life, I don't think my body would ever be at the level that it would need to be to represent Australia Mm. in that way. Like I'm flattered that they think that that's an option and that they like would be would be willing to see me on that stage but I also know my body and I'm like for me developing muscle tone is really hard yeah so it wouldn't matter how hard I tried like I'm not gonna have the arms like tree trunks that Dylan has
1: Mm, yeah exactly that that that's the thing as well like if you grab like a pool of like Paralympians they all have a variety of disabilities so they have a variety of strengths and talents and so just because like it like you know what I mean it's just it's just like comparing like two very very different things and the thing is as well there are many people out there like myself I am I have no skill in sport whatsoever <laughs> like it takes yeah. a lot of practice to be skilled at any type of sport like I'm the most unskillful person so it's just very weird to presume like oh you know sport you know you have to be talented at one sport of course yeah yeah
0: well I think I think it kind of feeds into like an ableist narrative and, and I don't think that this, the people who have asked me would even kind of be aware of it but It's like, you have to overcome your disability. You have to show us that your body is strong enough to do that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people, well, a lot of able-bodied people, I think would look at the achievements of Paralympians and go, well, if they can do it, what am I doing? And that kind of creates a whole, what Stella Young used to call inspiration porn. Um,
1: I was just about I to ask think. you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how, okay, I have to admit, like, like I assume many other able-bodied people in the past, like I have probably fallen for the inspiration. I've fallen for the inspiration porn in the past. I had that thought in my head thinking like, oh my God, yes, this is so inspiring. But now as i've gone to educate myself i've definitely learned that a lot of that stuff is very very um problematic because then it makes it feel like disabled people they have to there's so many layers to it but like
0: yeah if you going to say
1: yes why why is inspiration porn so problematic to the disability community
0: well i i mean for me, and again, this might shock you as somebody who's never had this experience, mm-hmm. it's happened before where I've been just down the street or out for a walk mm-hmm. and people have come up to me and said, like, it's so good to see you out and about or, like, good on you or or some vi- some variant of that. Uh, and in their head, I, I, I totally get it. I'm like, okay, they've had really good intentions here. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't fault them for that because they're not being, like... Malicious, but they are being totally clueless and oblivious to yeah. what that sounds like and feels like when that message is directed at you. Mm. It, it kind of is like, on the one hand, I'm like, I don't need a medal for getting out of bed. Like, give me a medal if I've done something that's worth giving me a medal for. But at mm. the same time, also understand that a lot of people have a lot of complex needs and sometimes the small things the tiny victories are a lot bigger for us than they seem to the average person so you kind of got to balance that out a bit but yeah um I think it's inspiration porn is really damaging because it either tells you that the bar is like underground mm. not it's not even on the floor it's like under the <laughs> floor or Either you go, well, if I don't, like, if I am achieving something, I have to achieve it at the highest possible level that I can achieve it for anybody to kind of notice. Mm. So it's a, it's a really damaging kind of tale of two evils, if you will, because you end up putting a lot of pressure on yourself or you end up feeling like nobody expects you to do anything and you're not worth much.
1: Yeah. It's just such a toxic term and it is mm-hmm. and it is sad that a lot of people don't realise how toxic it is. And, yeah, I definitely was someone that definitely did not realise how bad it was until, yeah, obviously, like I educated myself about it and it's just, it is really hurtful how it, it can affect people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's like if somebody says, God, I don't know how you do it. If, if I was disabled, I'd fill in the blank uh, whatever you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, um, that is not the compliment you think it is. <laughs> like th- there are a number of ways that particular sentence could end and none of them are good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so inconsiderate because the thing is like you live with your disability every single day. And the thing is for them to just trivialize it as it's like, oh, like obviously everyone's different. Like maybe some people that have disabilities, like we all, like people with disabilities, they go through so many different motions and if you just trivialize it as like, oh, it's this big negative thing that you have yeah. to, like, like it, it just, it's as if they are trying to tell you, you must always hate yourself because of your disability. And obviously, exactly. and obviously everyone's different, but like to just force that on someone that you have to hate yourself. I would hate myself if I had that. Like it's a horrible, disgusting, bad thing. Yeah. It's just horror. It's just such a yeah, horrible thing I, to say.
0: And it means that for a lot of us, kind of well into adulthood, we've sort of internalised those messages. Mm-hmm. And it kind of ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy where we're like, okay, you want me to hate myself? I can do that. Yeah. Like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at it, to be fair. Um, and like, sure, there are going to be days where I cry and curse the world and wish that I could just hit a pause button and take a break from my disability. But there are also days where I feel joy or where I get to do something cool that I wouldn't otherwise get to do, like talking to you or being on Today Extra or having the petition or doing any of that stuff. Like none of that stuff would matter to me or be important or be in my life if I wasn't disabled.
1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So if you can teach anyone or just tell anyone how they could be better to the disabled community, what would be something that you would love for everyone to learn?
0: Um, I think try and understand that just because our bodies work differently and sometimes our brains, depending on what the disability is, doesn't mean that we have different goals to you or like different likes or different um desires or things that make us happy or things that we enjoy. And also like Obviously, no one is entitled to give you personal information about their body or their health. But for me personally, if you have a question, just ask it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I would much prefer the opportunity to set the record straight and to make things easier for the disabled people that you're going to interact with in the future, rather than you Pretend that I don't that I can't hear you say, oh, what's wrong with that girl? Or that like I can't feel you staring at me, Mm. or looking surprised when I tell you that I'm on the train home from uni, or a million other tiny little scenarios.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope with today's episode, I do hope just at least anyone just even learns just one thing about. Pretty much just how to be a decent bloody human being. <laughs> no, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yes. If we, there was less assholes, that would be great. Mm. Be a little bit yeah. less ableist. Yes. <laughs> so many
0: things that people are pointing out as ableist now have just been normal. Mm. Um, And I, I I should say like my learning on this has been a process. It It has not been done in a vacuum. It is because of the incredible work of other activists, some of which I would implore people to go and search out, people like Carly Finlay or Dylan Alcott or Kia Brown or Alice Wong, those sorts of people for a start, would be really helpful. I think just making sure that you're hearing perspectives from all sorts of different people. yeah, And also understanding that there are all sorts of people within the disabled community. There are Indigenous people in the disabled community. There are people of colour in the disabled community. There are um, members of the LGBT community in who have a disability, like just because you're in one doesn't mean you are all like hegemonic and the same
1: well i really do appreciate you coming onto the podcast and just talking about your experience talking about your amazing petition which everyone that is listening right now needs to sign it immediately um and as you said you're in talks with disney australia so looking forward to hearing from that so yes, all the signatures are very well needed right now, everyone. So please yeah. Make sure um,
0: so if you guys just go to my Instagram bio, you will find the link there, and I'm sure Demi will put this in the show notes in the post. But nice. you can find me on Instagram at Hannah the Wildflower.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, if you just go to today's show notes, yeah, uh, your Instagram bio and also the link to the petition will be there. And yes, and everyone must give you a follow. That is a demand. That's for sure. oh thanks yes well thank you so much Hannah for coming onto the podcast it was such a delight I could rant to you about pop culture for a very long time and I could fangirl about the fact that you have Mark Hamill knowing of your existence
0: yeah we we could do a whole episode dedicated to you and I discussing pop culture maybe we should do that in the future
1: Yes, 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 yes. All right, I'll have to message you and be like, all right, what are some what are some franchises you're obsessed with? And yeah, we'll like have a big debrief of it all because yes, I could- That would be about cool. That would be really, really cool. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview with Hannah Divny. If you want more details regarding the petition, which I highly recommend that you sign, head on over to the link in today's show notes. And also, please, 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 please give Hannah a follow on Instagram. It is Hannah the Wildflower. Please make sure you do. She is lovely. She's amazing. She's badass. She's awesome. Do it. Just do it. Anyway, if you do enjoy the Nasty Woman Club podcast, in particular this episode, please leave a five-star review. Every rating, every share, every review helps grow this independent platform. Anyway, I'll be in your ears next week on Monday for Red Mondays. I'm your host, Demi Lynch. Stay nasty, everyone.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more